Arrgh, grog. Hey everyone, it's the Sideshed Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Carrie Woolworths and Matthew Weir. Uh, it's a bit of an odd week this week. Um, 20,000 episodes of The Archers, which I think Kerry's listened to, probably 19,000 of, <laughs> 10, me roughly the same. Um, although, guys, feels like more, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> especially. Um, anyway, bit of news. My life's been incredibly hectic recently, so you're going to hear a little bit less of me over the next few months. Um, I'm going to be probably stepping in to help Kerry and Matthew with kind of like holiday cover and stuff. So it's not a goodbye, nothing sinister like that. But yeah, I just um, uh, burnt the candle at all ends and uh, all the bits in the middle. So uh, yeah, um, basically, it'll be a bit more like the last couple of months have been where we've um, been doing a few sort of uh, two person shows. But anyway, that bit of news out of the way. Um, the Archers. So we had <laughs> an astonishing week. Um, I can actually be positive once, guys. Um, check this out, right? I've really enjoyed the Stella plot recently. I think Justin has been great. And I've enjoyed uh, how it's developed with Brian. And I thought there was a genuine cliffhanger today. None of that bollocks with Tom and Ro- um, Rob. But I actually caught, thought the Stella stuff was quite good. So let's chuck in an ad. And then maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong or right. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So who wants to agree with me? Who wants to tell me I'm an idiot? What do you love about the Stella situation? That I mean, she's a great actress, isn't she? And can carry a story super, super well. She can make Ruth seem interesting, which, you know, is <laughs> quite quite the achievement. So we, we have, these farms have been in stasis for decades. You know, fundamentally, it's the same car shuffling around, the same tedious little plot lines, right? You know, Adam wants it, Debbie doesn't want it, or Tom's you know throwing a fit about who cared the other week when tom was threatening to go move farms it's like all right off you go then none (laughs) of us care but stella actually being given the whip hand of home farm is a pretty big deal especially Mm -hmm. the way that justin did it he's basically like yeah you know remember who pays the the bills around here brian and so i'm genuinely excited for next week to find out what happens yeah justin is loving it isn't he i think that bit's it's good, but also awful, isn't it? That he, he couldn't wait to hear the gossip about how everything's crumbling and Brian's overworked and had to get Alice in to do some worming of deers. <laughs> He's revelling in it, really, our Justin. Interesting to hear Stella say to Ruth that she finds Justin as duplicitous as Brian, because a lot of the time people thought mm-hmm. that Stella was his mole, but... She did go against him at a BL meeting a little while back, didn't she? And she backed Brian. So Brian's got a pretty short memory in all of this. And Mm. and then at the same time, you've got Adam 
kind of creeping around going, oh, I just feel awful about it. But uh, it's a bit muddy, apparently, that I said she should go off and buy the drill. Yeah, I I disliked um, Adam as much as Kerry does. You know, uh, like I said a couple of weeks ago that, that, you know, that I, I did sort of sometimes find Kerry's level of hatred for him, for him difficult to match. Um, but the, yeah, this last week, easy peasy. Yeah, Yay. I'm on it with you, Kerry. Yeah. Welcome to my <laughs> I mean, world. Kerry's Ke- <laughs> broke on through since reading that article in The Telegraph with the actor. <laughs> She's got it in for the actor now as well. That's not new. That's not new. It just ramped up with that article. You know, it's nothing mm-hmm. new. But but when Adam said um, he he wished Brian hadn't sacked Stella, and it's like you could have stopped it. You were standing there, weren't you? He's very strangely going around different people, giving slightly different versions of mm. his side of things. Absolutely awful. So much of the archers feels dislocated from real life. But that is something that's quite kind of true to a lot of our experiences, right? You know, you work in an office and you try and, you know, or any other any other sort of uh, company and you, you try and help people, you try and be a good citizen. And every now and again, someone just does the dirty on you and it really takes the wind out of yourselves, it, you know, just... Yeah, I remember those days, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it's only about two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, actually, just just a second. Yeah, who did? Okay, right. Um, Kerry, you do a much you do a much better DJ horn. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just I, kicked the desk. Oh, with excitement. Where do these sounds come from? I just man don't alive. Know. Oh, yeah, I could talk for hours. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know, you like you know, you, when someone actually does the dirty on you in mm. real life, it's so it's such a shocker because most people are decent. Most people kind of work within the confines of you know accepted morality. Yeah. And, and so for Adam, I mean, Adam's sins have always been kind of clumsy or kind of like, it's a, you know, greed or kind of like, you know, affairs of the heart, even though he's boring. But this is just horribly cynical and sort of slimy. Yeah. And then you hear him with um, Justin's clinking Chardonnays. Mm. Get white wine spritzers, olives and wild garlic pizza made by my lovely husband, poor Ian, who we don't like, but he's always in the background with the tea towel like round his neck isn't he like rustling up various food items ian was meant to be going out as well wasn't he how did he find time to make pizza and then how many fucking pizzas does he make i mean he makes them all day and then at home he's making them still it's either that or what's the other thing something in on croute wasn't it a beef wellington i mean it, it, it beggars belief that ian would want to spend a single minute in the room with either of them but true you know, there he was um Sorry, there he was giving, you know, uh, filling their bellies while they were planning, duplicitously planning. Um, mm. You know, Justin, because the thing is, Justin's cynicism is just, is just, it's actually just kind of, it's just who he is. Like, no one, no one expects it. It's like if you get bitten on the ass by a rabid dog, you don't go, oh my God, what a surprise. It's like, oh yeah, mm. that, that's what they're supposed to do. So that you just don't feel upset with Justin when he's behaving like a dick. But mm. at least, at least, so, but hearing Adam kind of going around, kind of going, doing his little pity party, I had to stab her in the back. Or I can't remember exactly what I said when I completely gave her permission to do whatever she wanted. It's just, it just, you're hearing him whine his way around the video, mm. the video, village. <laughs> I am very, very tired. <laughs> I don't want to see yeah. him as well. Thanks. <laughs> um, I did get, when Justin and Brian were going at each other, I just suddenly summoned um, Newman and Badil as the History Today professors. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the what's the 
Uh, you see that low till uh, field? That's you. That is. <laughs> see that polytunnel? Yeah. <laughs> that's you. That yes. is. This uh, this silage tank smells of poo. That's because it's been inside your mum's bra. <laughs> <laughs> that maize field that hasn't been mown. <laughs> I could, I could quite happily do nostalgic impersonations of nineties comedy for the full, for the full podcast if we had to. See, Rob Newman, he was quite tasty, wasn't he? Was he? He yeah. still does some great stuff on Radio Four. I've said it so many times. I will never. It's like, it's like. Um, I feel like we're at Bletchley Park trying to decode this. The enigma. <laughs> what? Does Kerry find attractive? I thought it was chunky men. Now it turns out it's a feet men with floppy hair. Then I thought it was swarthy men. It's just no, there's no. some there's some alchemy that, that I just yeah. can't work out. My latest one is I've fallen in love with Jeremy Northam, who was in the Tudors and played Thomas More. Right. Is he the one, um, I a man who I think, I, I can imagine if I was um, mm. into men, I would find attractive. Sorry, that sounds so clumsy, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, the guy who plays the general in the Death of Stalin. Oh, it's yeah, is I know. Is that the same mean. guy? Is that the no, same? No, it's actor? not. But I know no. who you mean. Is yeah. he? Is he? Is he warbissable? That one? Well, he's all right. It doesn't quite get me. Uh, sort you of, see, you know, okay, flame going. But, I think he's yeah. another Jason. Is why I was confused. What would happen if you got it on with Jeremy Northam, and then the next day you go downstairs, <laughs> you have breakfast, and then he starts doing DIY and whistling. That's mm. a very good question. He'd be allowed to. On the job carry, he pops around the back. You're, you're on all fours, and all of a sudden you hear this whistle coming over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably shout whistle louder. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of S&M, you know. <laughs> Hurt me with your whistling. <laughs> I've just sent you a photo of him, by the way, in the WhatsApp. Yeah, I know okay. who he is. Uh, last time yeah. I saw him, he was bearded. Is he bearded I mean, look in at the that. pictures? That's... Anyway, we've slightly digressed, haven't we? Sorry, but um, I've been watching the Tudors and I really like it. So. Yeah, he's dead one now. He's it. not even in it now. So. Yeah, oh, his head chopped off. <laughs> we, got, we went from Justin to to Ian to Adam to to Horny Kerry. And, yeah. Um, Newman and Badil. Newman and Badil. Okay, right. So yeah, so oh, that's it. Justin and Brian are in a field. They're doing nasty impersonations of each other. I did, so I so the thing is right is obviously Brian we all love Brian I'm not just saying this to appease Kerry mm. but he has been a shitbag to Stella so specific to this plot we are not on Team Brian we're definitely on Team Stella aren't we Yeah Yeah, yeah. so actually Justin being kind of Stella's agent to kind of like uh, kind of crowbar Brian back into place. Mm. I was kind of, you know, I was kind of cheering along. So it's kind of weird. It's like, you know, my enemy's, my friend's enemy is my friend, or whatever the phrase is. Like, you know, Je- Justin was contextually my hero for the day. Yeah, because he insisted that Brian reinstate Stella, or they'll be, he'll be suggesting that um, Borchester Land terminate their contract. Yeah. With Home Farm. Yeah. Mm. Will Brian do that, do you think? I think he'll have to. I think he's. I think the the, the problem is, is I, I think Justin was obviously exaggerating for his own benefit, but I think there's, you know, it wasn't difficult for him. He went round there, and there's mm-hmm. a field not sown. Like Brian was rather limply going. He sounded like an incompetent junior. Like you know, oh, I'll get done on the weekend or Monday at the latest. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't sound like the Brian who you know we've all grown to love or fear. Justin's being a bit 
picky with that. He's looking for any reason to have a go. Do you not think that the but Brian Brian is not someone who that would normally be Brian saying that to Adam. Why isn't that field sown? Mm. Why is you know why isn't it that is sown? sown? It's just not mown. Just is it? Oh, time. okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I can only I can only be so interested in the archer. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that, Peter. You yeah. fool. No, no. Uh, yeah, I, I take your point about that. But I, I think Brian's going to be stubborn still. I bet Adam persuades him. What, persuades him to, to, to reinstate Stella? Yeah. Well, because he, he's so he's so weak that he'll have a, he's like a spasm of guilt. I'm hoping, and I feel like, if it was, I want to hear what Matthew has to say, but I'm mm. hoping that, that this is Adam gets frozen out of the farm because Stella gets her feet right under the table. You know, now that she's got kind of, she's been crowned by Justin and the, the BL um, contract is so kind of like intrinsically linked to her. Yeah. That, you know, she, this is Adam, this is Adam's, you know, he's, he wants to be back at the farm. He's done. Well, she sought agricultural advice, hasn't she? So she might just go, well, you can't just reinstate me like that. I'm, I'm pursuing this. You've treated me badly. But she told Boring Ruth that she, she doesn't care about compensation. She just wants her job back. Ah, yes, you're right, because she's very happy where she is. And Weaver likes the river walks. Yes, sorry. Yeah, Weaver, her Subaru and her um, all of her Clarice Starling posters, love. Um, No, it's Xena Warrior Princess, that's it. Xena Warrior, all her Xena Warrior Princess posters (laughs) love being being in Ambridge. Do we think that there's any chance this just finished, this whole thing finishes Brian off? And then you've got this really messy succession. Because I think so. The will chat feels like it's building up for something. Yeah. He keeps going on about being dehydrated and hydrated. And he sounds a bit huffy and puffy as well, doesn't he? Yeah. He said he was fighting fit as well, which on the archers is normally like the uh, the signal <laughs> that you're about to cark it. Yeah. Well, that's it's, see, it's mildly interesting, this, isn't it? But for a 20,000th episode, it was the right anticlimax tonight, wasn't it? I don't know how much longer I can hear about the people from Bridge Farm looking tired. <laughs> it's having a very strange <laughs> effect on my mental health. Is it? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone looks tired. Helen looks tired to Emma. Emma and Lee have a conversation, which I think the first time they've ever spoken. I can think of. He he's not a happy boy, Lee, is he? He's tearing up a bit, isn't he? Yeah. At times. It's what happens when you speak to Emma though, isn't it? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean Tom's idea was if we all team up together, they can defeat him. What what did he say? What's what was his actual quote? It was something quite Star Warsy, wasn't it? Probably. We can take all his power away, he said. And I was like, You've you've teamed up this week and taken all my power away. And I'm just <laughs> sat here listening to you. <laughs> And how do they know where he is? Well, they presume he's down in... Is he, sa- is he in Southampton? I don't know. Isn't Are they that... going to use yeah. the force <laughs> yeah, to work it out? I'm sure we're all on the same page here. Uh, I'm kind of... I'm almost on Rob's side. <laughs> yeah. To the, and also, I quite enjoyed George this week, again, because he's at least some, throwing something different and him and Neil getting along and having jokes and stuff. And Neil's trying to steer him a bit and guide yeah. him, isn't he, morally with his behaviours, which he hasn't had a whole lot of. No. So that was quite a nice scene. It was fun. And, you know, even the laboured, um, we've all done it, you know, sitting there trying to do laboured puns about, that's not yeah. a dick you, Matthew. What? Who's done that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when they were doing their, that's so, that's so... <laughs> Astonishing, George, or you know, I need to tr- I need to trotter along, Grandpa. 
Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I was so inspired on Twitter this week. I felt like one of the sows because I only have twelve good tweets. Teats. <laughs> oh, fucking! I'm so thick. Oh my god! I didn't even what? get the joke, and then they just shouted teats like a. <laughs> he did. That's brilliant. This is oh, part just, of your part of your Tourette's. You're I always doing it, you, Peter. I, t- I, t- I said I was. I said I've never been more tired before the podcast. I said. I, <laughs> I said earlier on that I was more tired. I said, I'm, t- I'm just. I'm out of my mind with oh. exhaustion. We so usually edit, edit it out when you shout <laughs> teats every yeah. half an hour. Yeah, I, I, I programmed the, uh, the. I edited the software so it just takes it out when Peter yells that. It's very, a very, very specific <laughs> form of Tourette's. Yeah. Sorry, teats. <laughs> I was once in a meeting and some guy had slightly nodded off. And when someone said, uh, Tom, are you still with us? And he just, his eyes opened and went, he's a lovely fella. <laughs> Sorry, I know it's, I know it's uh, slightly tangential, but we've all done the calling a teacher mum or dad by mistake, haven't we? Yeah. When we were a kid. Uh, yeah. I think I did it once, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you rarely do it twice, do you, really? It's so yeah. sort of shameful. Yeah. I did say I love you at the end of a call with a customer once when I was on the phones in a call centre. You know, when you go, love you. I had an Uber Eats guy deliver to me a few weeks ago and he said, bon appetit. And I said, you too. And I just, I've been beating myself up over that ever since. <laughs> That's not too bad. The, the moments I really hate when I'm dealing with, um, with uh, like delivery or whatever, is um is where i can't some some of the companies don't let you tip and i really feel like the appalling middle class bore in me comes out when i'm there going i'm really sorry but they didn't your company didn't let me put a tip on the thing i just don't have any change in the house and they're just kind of staring at they're just standing in your doorway staring at you with completely dead eyes just like i just want to get away mate couldn't give a fuck about your (laughs) middle class guilt about you know tipping yeah and then then you just go teats and they yeah that's the (laughs) Teats, teats, teats. Signal for the exchange to end. <laughs> I was horrible to a delivery person today. Well, it doesn't make any sense, though, Kerry. Someone bought a bucket of KFC to your house and you got cross with them. This is not, yes. this is not the Kerry Woolworths we know and love. It was not my order, and he kept trying to thrust it upon me, saying it was. Yeah, and it was not, and I was horrible to him. He was annoying. Oh well, well, you know, I, I know that you. Well, you have very strict rules around customer service, so I kind of, I do, <laughs> I do trust your instincts. Yeah, I spend all my day dealing with customers, some of whom are awful, and then I was an awful one myself. What had you ordered, and why do you think it got mixed up with KFC? Oh, bad, bad, bad. Um, they're chaos because then they delivered the replacement and that was wrong as well. So I think London Road KFC in Brighton needs to sort its shit out. Ah, so you did actually order from KFC. It yes. wasn't like you, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, which I haven't done for such a long time, but I suddenly got the urge for some Colonel's original you know crusty stuff on the outside of chicken and ordered some colonel's original three-piece bucket for one (laughs) with fries oh kerry i can feel matthew and i both suppressing the urge to go into boring uh, air fryer sales pitch oh go for it (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) oh once you've got us an air fryer kerry you'll be making your own fried chicken in minutes yeah it won't be like the colonel's (laughs) original recipe will it though that's pretty good pretty pretty good Anyway, so this bloody bloke turned up with a tiny little bag with popcorn chicken in it. I mean, what's the point of that? It's just like tiny little blobs of 
something. I want the cast Colonel's cast crusty bits, you. Yeah, I want the fucking original. Fucking, <laughs> I was hitting him around the head. <laughs> Where's my fucking bucket? Summing, summing popcorn <laughs> chicken into his eye socket. And he brought a can of Pepsi Max. It's like, get away oh. from my house. Yeah, you need to put some more signs on your door. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, well, delivery man. Yeah, so um, that's what we'd like to do to um, Tom and Lee. Um, go for it, <laughs> Rob. Um, thumb some popcorn chicken into their stupid faces. Um, mm. I, um, how do we? Are you still massively in love with Fweddy? Yes, um, you thank are. You. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a. I had what I thought was a. Re- uh, it wasn't. It wasn't sort of spoken about on air. But I just imagined um, Ben at the uh, <laughs> Freddy's rave. Oh, fucking hell! At some point, we've got to talk about the rap. But anyway, um, and then <laughs> and then it was just like Ben. Ben, the reason he got kind of sulky because he was kind of going around the rave trying to show people pictures of Bess and get them to talk about his fucking dog. <laughs> you know, hi, I'm Ben. And this is this is Bess. And it's I like, had a girlfriend called Bess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be my friend. The most awkward bit was when uh, Sykesy started doing the worm on the dance floor. <laughs> All 30 stone of him. <laughs> <laughs> I take old people home with me from work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who's finding Ben absolutely intolerable. Well, he's, yeah, he's bad, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I do quite like that him and Freddie are friends. Yeah. And obviously the mothers of those two were loving the fact that they're boys are quite happy at the moment, weren't they? That was quite nice. Yeah, I can imagine that. Ruth and Elizabeth, they're really relieved, aren't they, that their two f**k-whip sons <laughs> are actually... They're being quite positive, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah, yeah Lizzie seems to have complete amnesia and or personality, multiple personality disorder, mm. because a couple of weeks ago she wouldn't even listen to anything Freddie was saying and was just like, I'm very busy. Yep. And now she's like, I really miss you yeah. when you're not here. You know, I think you're yeah. essential to the running of us. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I've written hot and cold next to Lizzie in my notes. Yeah, exactly you've, right. You've spent um, two weeks in a state of, real, you know, quite vivid emotional distress. And I'm going to agree with the people who caused it. Mm. Just, yeah, absolutely heartless. Um, you know, she just, she doesn't, it's, I've said this before, but she seems to have a level of wildly unearned entitlement that is particularly grating. At least Freddie's entitlement is, you know, it's screwy and mad, but at least it's based on some kind of like fact. He is the little lord of the manor. What would you do if you were Freddie, though? You know, you, you stand to inherit this pile and it's delayed a bit. You haven't really got a proper job. You're, you know, dossing about the place, trying to prove yourself quite inadequately, really. He's trying his best, isn't it? What I mean, what can he do there other than sort of sort out that the orangery tea room thingy is working okay and organising a couple of events? Yeah, yeah. And, and just going round removing paintings of Himmler. <laughs> Would you not go travelling for a bit? or something, and hone some different social skills instead of being in Ambridge. He's absolutely treading water there, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And and this whole thing with, you know, the prog rock assembly not letting him take over the estate, I just Mm. think. By the way, um, uh, we had had quite a few uh, communications during the week. Richard got in touch with the Rick Wakeman, the official Rick Wakeman Curry story. 
or as official as it can be because it is it has entered law and jessica got in touch to tell us it was kenny g's birthday she sent me a link to a site called <laughs> birthday bitches i think and kenny g was there what was it Go on, Kenny, give us a bar. <laughs> We're on a Zoom call, and Kerry was actually taking a sip of water the whole time she was doing that impersonation. <laughs> I think if, if somehow we can sample that, and then Peter going teats over a, <laughs> over a beat, and then I We've can rap hit. over it. We've got a yeah. hit. There's um, I, one, of, one of the things I do, I've got so many things on my bucket list, but one of the things I want to do, and this might be quite nerdy and sad, is to try and follow um, the KLF's instructional manual for writing a number one hit. Well, it's before they were the KLF. It's when they were the, uh, t- the Time Lords. Doctor in the mm-hmm. TARDIS oh, yeah. was yeah. based on their formula for writing a number one hit and then was a number one hit. And I know it's a bit gl- Gary Glittery, but a bit of a banger. Also, there's a woman called, I'll try and find out her name. Send and next. about like, 30 years ago. Something like Delia Hampshire. I'll try and find the link and send it to you both. It's all about the woman who, who basically co-wrote the Doctor Who theme and how she did it's it. In Delia the Derbyshire. Thank you, Delia Derbyshire. Another and county. Yeah, and she yeah. Is, she's a hottie as well. Yeah, she is a hottie. Um, but she's also, Matthew... A very intelligent and talented woman. <laughs> I'm not um, saying she isn't. I've massive respect for look, Delia Darbyshire. I've sat quietly <laughs> and listened to Matthew's vile sexism for too long. Um, <laughs> but, but she's no. But anyway, she's absolutely fascinating. Um, and you, presumably, you've seen the same clips I have, Matthew, of her ex- with, playing with the loops and so explaining the explaining her process. Yeah, I've, I've seen her getting to grips with a theremin. It's very yeah. impressive. Um, <laughs> I mean, part of the reason Kerry got into big trouble with the delivery guy today, was all over her bucket list. Hey. <laughs> there you go. What on earth does Freddie play, I wonder, at his set, where he had a sea of bobbing heads? Oh, do you know what I thought? Do you know what I thought? I mean, when, when they did the whole bobbing heads thing, I thought of Matthew's story about his, um, that threesome he had in, um, in Bristol all those years ago, <laughs> looking down at a sea of bobbing heads. But anyway. <laughs> that never went out, did it? <laughs> it has now. <laughs> don't know um okay so i got it so freddie when he's mm. emceeing because he's got a, an extendable mic arm now hasn't he which oh, is yes. basically going to make him as he's going to tour the world now that he's ordered this off of ebay um so i've got this is just uh just bear with me this is in the mm. early stages mm-hmm. this goes out to the ambridge youth i'm going to drop the bass like my dad dropped off a roof yes very good Teats. and then it needs your air horn noise yeah their rapping was appalling wasn't it that yeah uh, oh and then ben did that noise didn't he that's sort of like at the end of it forget these crusties who are the trustees forget lower looks lee this is freddie ppp it was so bad i thought that was just ben's weird ringtone because they've all got very strange ringtones haven't they yes um, we ha- we are sort of, uh, pro- on average, about 51, 52 years old, right? The actors, are, are they playing a little bit under their age or are they playing their own age? Oh, good question. I think they're playing it. But anyway, mm. let's say that they're at most 25, 26 years old, right, the actors? Mm. So, and the writers, I know there's one young writer that's been hired. Yeah, who's never been to a discotheque, probably. Yeah, but we've but we we're completely incapable of kind of like well maybe Kerry can with her children but we're we're completely dislocated from youth culture right 
So, and then Matthew's a teacher as well. Anyway, I'm talking complete bollocks. Yeah. But the point, the point is, <laughs> is I'm imagining the the editors and the actors are in the room. How much of that is the actors, or did they just have to suck it up and collect their paycheck? Because it did not ring true for me. It sounded like complete fucking bollocks. It did not sound like how young people talk. I think it can't be the actors, can it? Surely. No, they they they, they basically they got a gun held to their heads. It's like they're soldiers going in Saint Petersburg. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad it's can only be scripted because yeah. you know ben the actor person he's been out in the world hasn't he yeah uh jeff i'm actually um i actually wouldn't talk like this when i was out <laughs> you will read the script <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the idea that archer script writers know what youth i mean some of them must have had sex and had children haven't they the script writers do you think mm. Is that impossible? Maybe it's maybe you know. There's just it's all written in one monastery in kind of like <laughs> you know in Lindisfarne, deep under deep, deep under the Isle of Lindisfarne. There's some catacombs where the writing team With live. illuminated letters at the start of each episode. Yeah. <laughs> it feels that way sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, and wow. speaking of strange uh, places, Peterborough was mentioned, wasn't it? Ruth Ruth yeah. is off to Peterborough, and Dave, David's reaction to her being chosen to speak at a farm conference thingy about um was it grass fed B and B guests, something like that. <laughs> um was why have they asked you? <laughs> yeah. I uh I I sense an affair coming. Oh, with the man who she met at the the count three counties show last year, who's asked oi, her oi. along. Yeah. Good. So we've given up on um, Stella and Ruth. What would they be? Stooth yeah. or Rella? Yeah. Uh, Is that not happening now? Well, I it could do when Ruth's devastated lake. Wouldn't it be Struth, as in the Australian exclamation of frustration? Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking she might crack under the strain of having had the affair and have a go on Stella as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then if Weaver's around... Yeah, possibly. Are we sure that Stella's a lesbian? No. Because I think I've just inherited that from, from the Twitterverse. I don't feel particularly convinced she no, is. No, I think we kind of ran with that in a humorous way based only on the fact that, you know, she hasn't got a boyfriend and is quite a strident, successful female doing her own independent thing and probably yeah. actually wears trousers and that sort of thing. So it yeah, has trou- to be. trousers must be yeah, then, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Trousers got short hair, you know. I mean, there was a fair bit of chat that Pip and Stella might end up. That's true. Yes, mother daughter, haven't you? What you think of both of them will happen? (laughs) Oh God, (laughs) teats. (laughs) So that's the theme of the week. It's the the name of the episode. Okay. So a a a bisexual Pip. Stirs her mum's latent um, oh, uh, homosexuality. Oh, I thought you were going to say no. stirs something else. No, the jealousy, the jealousy of finding Pip with scissoring with Stella in the cottage when she pops yeah. by, uh, and all of a sudden she feels this kind of like you know insane jealousy, and then it's only then she realises she's in love with Stella. Great! If only this would happen, though. Yeah. yeah. We should go to Linda's farm. That's how you do a 20,000th episode, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Where was the scissoring? Christ-like, exactly. I mean, just, they could have done any, I mean, because they said 20,000th episode. I thought, oh, okay, well, at least, you know, we're going to hear 
some incredible moment of um, badly um, foleyed violence, <laughs> you know, just something. But uh, all we got was that that bollocks we talked about earlier on with Tom and Lee, which I don't want to talk about again. Mm-hmm. You know, anyway, I just, but but uh, sorry, got to be positive as I said earlier on. So Stella, good, yes. Um, and uh, what else did I enjoy? Freddie was the whole Freddie thing is vaguely interesting. George and Neil quite enjoyed that interaction. Yeah, so it has actually it, after after a, a solid month of quite fair moaning. I think maybe it was an enjoyable week. Also, a little girl wants to now be a cheesemaker when she grows up. She <laughs> likes the dairy window. So there's that, isn't there? Did I? I must. Have, I must. Have, how did I miss that? What happened there? I completely missed oh, that. It was off and mic, Tom, but... They were packing. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, but it was referred to, wasn't it? Yeah. By Kirsty mm. and Tom as they were packing the breakfast boxes for the camp. Something that might chill the blood. I saw some chat on social media that uh, Jack is due to come on mic this month. Who's the older one, Jack or Henry? Who's Jack. the one Rob's? Uh, oh, Jack Gideon is. Uh... <laughs> Thank you, Kerry. <laughs> yeah, Matthew. <laughs> I think one or both of them are due to get speaking parts this month or next month. Yeah, it's yeah. like take yeah. that. Is he twelve take or that, something? Rob, as he fires the shotgun into his temple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was actually interesting as well about Hel- um Sorry, Henry. Was it Henry who got a detention and daren't tell his mum? Yeah, that was just kind of one of those. It was like one of those moments where I was like, "Have I missed an episode this week?" Or are they just telling me what happened? And yeah, yeah. So he told Lee, but he daren't tell his mum, and it might be because he can sense that Helen is in a bit of a state at the moment but I did think that was slightly interesting in that Henry feels more able to discuss stuff with Lee and he was very upset and he didn't say to Lee that it was the whole group who'd got detention it was so Lee was very worried that Henry was acting out because of troubles at home whereas actually the whole (laughs) they'd all got detention hadn't they for forgetting their homework yeah and there was the there was the telling scene where I can't remember who it was Lee made a little throwaway remark about kind of like, oh, that's it. He was at the cafe mm-hmm. talking to, not the cafe, what's it called? Tea room. The tea room, thank you. He was at the uh, tea room talking to Emma and he's like, you know, oh, I thought, well, well, I thought I could be here with, with Helen, but, you know, the, like that's ever going to happen. And she was like, you know, no, we said, well, it's a boss at your blue Monday, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But, but the point was that that's not what he was saying. He wasn't referring to the Borsuch Blue, was no. he? He was more kind of generally sort of like, yeah, like the idea that he'd ever be able to hang out with Helen. Borchester Blue Monday is the name of an Ambridge New Order tribute act. <laughs> New Order. <laughs> <It's... laughs> um, sorry, you shouldn't laugh at your own stuff, should you? No, no, it was, it was well worth it. And yeah. also, I thought Emma in that tea room scene was so funny. Because she was awful, wasn't she? She kept dropping clangers to Lee. She didn't twig that he's fragile at all. And she was going, oh, it must be really hard for you with what with your girls being in a different time zone and that. Oh, that was awful. And he went, oh, no, I got a smiley picture this morning. And she was like, oh, yeah, but, you know, that's good, isn't it? You're you're getting all the good bits and you don't have to deal with the day-to-day what? grind what? of their troubles, do you? And he sort of went, oh, what I love, um, Lee, is at the end of the day, uh, no matter how stressed out I am, I can just bury my nose in my kid's hair and the, just the scent of them remi- reminds me of who I am and what purpose I've got. And I just feel the love coursing through my body. But you can't do that, can you? Because they're thousands of miles more away. More about Earthry Scone, is it? <laughs> yeah. Poor Lee. I mean, he, he, first of all, he goes and he gets stuck talking to Emma. 
Then he goes to talk to Tom, and Tom just starts shoving tomatoes in his mouth, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. And then he gets blackmailed into going to beat up his psycho, stupid wife's psycho ex-husband. Yeah. Nothing good can come of that. No, Helen will go yeah. absolutely apeshit about that. Because Rob will just use it against them, this mob of two of them coming at him, won't he? Don't yeah. do okay. that. Just, and I've just got a picture of Lee sort of like he's, he's you know, he walks... Um, so Tom shoves him forward saying, Lino's martial arts. And sort of Rob just turns around and shouts, four, and takes Lee's head off with a cricket bat. <laughs> <laughs> four. <laughs> Teats. <laughs> yeah, it chokes him to death with some tomatoes. I'm thinking by now he looks exactly like the manager from Spinal Tap <laughs> with the kind of like the lank blonde hair. Yeah, face. <laughs> and his kind of... <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a fantastic character. Yeah, he's great, yeah, isn't he? Absolutely brilliant. But meanwhile, Kirsty is saying the best we can do for Jack and Henry is to be normal. Well, that's yeah. not going to happen, is it? Nope. Well, the, although she is right. Yeah, but they that can't is, that do it. That is the best it, they can, can they? do. They can't yeah. be normal. Mm. No, poor, poor them. Poor well, us. It's Jim, Jim's birthday as yeah, well. Yeah, I was just it? about to say. Sad Where that that's something that just happened off mic. Yeah. There was a fair He's... bit of ageism as well, wasn't there? Because Dave, David mm. got really shitty about the fact that they said he was in his 80s. Was it even 84 that they said he was? 82. Was 82. And then you've got Jim's 84th birthday. Yeah, but if someone said mm. to you, Matthew, you know, your picture's in the press and they've put that you're 82 underneath it. I think and no I one that. bats an eyelid. <laughs> I think I'd find that quite funny. Do you think Jim was there, kind of opening his presents, like, oh, oh, how nice, another pair of glasses. <laughs> oh, look, oh, yes, a pair of glasses. How thoughtful, a, a pair of spare glasses. <laughs> and even the bloody card had was Eeyore with glasses on. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't it? And their, the birthday cake in the shape of a book. I wanted to hear him, though, having his birthday. Yeah, but we need we need Jim to be go back to being old Jim. He is old. He's 84. <laughs> which, was it last week one of you said uh, what I'd said, which is that Jim's been a bit messed with recently? You agreed. One of you agreed with me, I think. Or I just said, is that just wishful, wishful thinking? By the way, well done. Well done, you two, on uh, knocking out a midweek pod, by the way. Aww. That was a Herculean effort. Because I, I, I was, yeah, I, I, because I, I, there's absolutely no way I could have done it. But like, I was quite sort of impressed that you managed to rouse yourselves on oh, a Wednesday. Thanks. Thursday and a little bit on Friday as well. Mm. I thought I was having a week off. Next thing I know, that we were doing that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Good. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) No. So sorry. Any surprise was any surprise was. I know how weird it is to do the podcast, and at least one of the things we have is we have our little routine that we slot into. So I was surprised how actually given that you were kind of doing it in between buckets of chicken and, um, you know, <laughs> the uh, free bait, whatever it is that my, Matthew gets up to in, um, uh, uh, you know, his ut- Portuguese utopia, mm. that, that you managed to kind of like get it all neat and tidy. Oh, talking of neat and tidy, dishwasher chat, Peter. You <gasps> lit the fires two weeks ago and then you weren't here to take the flack. Well, this is a this is a big topic, so I'm going to say we need an advert, and then we can fully engage in the. Uh, I'm not taking a backward step, by the way, to all you dumb motherfuckers who think that tines should go down. Anyway, yeah. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right, um, Matthew, um, just imagine, uh, kind of like, I'm thinking the sort of, um, what's it called, mastermind theme. (laughs) I don't care what anyone else thinks. I don't care what science says. I am basically a flat earther on this topic. The tines, the the blades, the bowls and the spoons should be down into the cage. I did miss out one thing when I ranted a couple of weeks ago, which was that we now, like Matthew, have one of those um, dishwashers with the tray on top, since it's actually anger left over from a previous home. This is how passionately I feel about this. I thought you said they, they but, should be up, Peter, to get the full squirt of the water. Yes, 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 exactly you said that. Down yes. Just now. It should be up. Did I? Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, look, look I, 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 I'm incompetent, but, you know, my, my passion... <laughs> My passion is so... You sound like Boris Johnson right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're tripping up, love. Come on. I, I fucking work in the same building as that. No. Apparently. Stick some tines yeah. in him, would you? <laughs> Apparently, Quasi Quarting, Quasi Quarting and Boris Johnson both work in the same tower as me. They have offices <gasps> in the same tower. And I was discussing last week, if I... Because I, I, there's no way I could be physically near them and not say something. Yeah. So I, have, I was talking to I'll just take those. I'll just, I'll just say, I'll just poke them in the teeth. And what? No, I'm going to have to, I, I've decided if I do see the one fork. of them, I, I'm just going to have to bugger off. I just, I won't be able to, you know, I'll have to leave whatever room it is, walk out of the, the elevator. But yeah, anyway, there you go. Oh, you'd um, have to yeah. shout some word of like, no, disgrace. I this, this, yeah, but my job's not worth, you know, not, it's not worth losing my job over. Would you? Can you lose you know, your job for imp- shouting, imp- you're a disgrace or something? A I don't think I don't it would know. be a good look to shout um, something abusive at another tenant in a building. Oh. Mm, I think it's all right. It's a good look if it's them. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I don't know. I don't think there's many Boris Johnson fans in my office, but, you know, at the same time. You've only started not yeah. long ago. If you're just suddenly exactly. sort of hurling abuse <laughs> Best not lose my job just because it's not, you know, Mm. where could someone go to find a a long documented resource of my opinions about Boris Johnson? Where? Where could they go? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to the forks and that. Yeah, sorry. So you're absolutely right. Time's up. I got it in the neck because I've just bought a dishwasher for the first time in my life and I published the photo of me me having laid on the third tray at the top, all the knives and forks flat. I didn't think that was real. I thought that was an Alamy stock image. There were two no, many that's, that's literally in my kitchen. And spoons for two people. Guys, it's happened. It's happened again. I need to. I need to go for thirty seconds. There's beers in the freezer. Carry on talking okay. about dishwashers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I shared it to our Facebook page, mm. and someone replied. It was Liam. Liam Rayner replied, obviously assuming it wasn't my photo, saying there's a special place in hell for that idiot, thinking that I'd laid them all, like <laughs> someone had laid them all in the normal tray. And I wrote, isn't that what that top shelf is for? This is my first time I've owned one with another photo showing it was mine. 
And then he replied, look at that. Here's me thinking we were a group of socialists with a pre-rinse cycle <laughs> being our dog's tongues. All that and our leader as a three-drawer dishwasher. <laughs> I mean, he went on to say that as far as he's concerned, the top shelf is for Viz and Grot Mags. So, uh, nice, yeah. Well, I'm impressed with your... Di- oh, like, is that new cutlery? Because it was just... There's far too many spoons. Someone else said that, didn't they? Did they? Are you spoon uh, that... mad in Portugal or something? Yeah, I, I, I then went on to say, I, I went on to allude that the only way of getting through the arteries is a raging heroin habit. And that's what ah, I was saying. Ah, you're cooking of... up on all those spoons. Oh, of course. Okay. Um, no, that that was a IKEA cutlery that needed to be washed. So Ah, right. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so Charlotte's right then. You said um, they should all go down. Peter, right? Well, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's as I said, I'm a flat earther on this topic, even <laughs> though I wasn't coherent enough to remember what I was flat earth about. But uh, yeah, I, I just there's certain things, just you know, it's 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 not even a scientific thing. It's it's emotional. It's raw. I I hate Boris Johnson, and I'm not willing to bend on them. Um, it does make sense that they should be the bits that need cleaning should be waving about at the top, waiting for, to be squirted you. with water thank instead you. of being crammed all into a basket at the bottom. Like loads of gunky fork prongs shoved in together down below wouldn't get clean enough. Yeah, and if you're if you're allowed to walk around saying that you believe in a zombie carpenter and no one, you know, and we're supposed to treat that politely and not laugh at you, or uh, a jugged inbred halfwit can sort of like you know rule his country Mm. with his sausage fingers. And if I'm, you know, if I'm not allowed to have my strong opinions about dishwashers, then it's, the world is not and fair. Also, it's not just... you know, the sort of the fear that you might spear yourself on a fork or knife that's upward. Yeah. Uh, well, you handle them in so many other ways and don't manage to do that. Yeah. And also, you know, like, I mean, that's the kind of maverick I am, Kerry. That's, I'm living on the edge <laughs> with all my cutlery facing upwards. Um, talking of living on the edge, um, we have been threatening um football chat for a couple of months now or and not doing it um we we we, the only time we mention football is to talk about how much everyone doesn't want us to talk about football there's only one person who vehemently hates us talking about football so i'm sorry but you're gonna have to suck it up well we've got a few we've got a couple of things to get through quickly first of all is my sincere apology to matthew for dedicating three or four minutes a couple of weeks ago to traducing his fine team, Chelsea. <laughs> and Matthew, I'm very sorry about that. Uh, I know so that it's He a really is Boris you, Johnson tonight. <laughs> and I hope I hope that our friendship can survive that rather um unpleasant piece of broadcast. Um another topic is the fact that West Ham, unlike Chelsea, have just won a cup in Europe. So well done me. And then um there's also the fancy football. Yeah, congratulations on that, Peter. What is the cup called? The, the <laughs> The UEFA, uh, the UEFA League I Cup. I don't think so. Is no. it not? No. What's it called? I don't know, but I knew it's you the, wouldn't. It's the UEFA Conference That's... League. I got most of the words. <laughs> no, I got all the words. I just missed one out. I'm only teasing. On. I th- it's, like... it's, it's sort of slightly obscure, isn't it? That's. But it's like the fact that we all we all call you know we all call it the Milk Cup. Yeah. I... No one can be bothered to no one can be bothered to remember the current. It was lovely stuff. seeing like, all know... the fans there. It, in a tiny ground, it was 18,000 capacity, wasn't it? But there were 25,000 West Ham fans outside. Have you seen the clip of the little boy going absolutely bananas with joy about the team winning? And then, and then about sort of he just 10 seconds, he just kind of he can't help but slam Spurs. It's absolutely glorious. 
Have you seen it, Matthew? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. I'll send it to you later. It's yeah. Oh God. Anyway, it's wonderful. Anyway, happy yeah. days. Uh, and um, so, come on then. Uh, it's been a while since you've talked to me. Um, I assume that I'm still bottom of the the fancy league. Well, the league has finished now, hasn't it? Yeah. Who won it? Who won it? Chris Charlson with chumps with two thousand four hundred and ninety points. Uh, so Ooh. the top four was Chris Charlson. Uh, then there was Terry Wigan, Ellie Brown, uh, 4-4 Pooh, Nat Ogle, Audrey Cameron, fourth, James Goldston, fifth, Julie Fremantle, sixth. She was leading at one point. Andrew Beasley, mm. seventh. Can we give Can we give the FA Cup to 4-4 Pooh just for a good name? <laughs> yeah, we could. Yeah. Where did I finish? I finished 20th. Kerry, where were you? 16th you finished. Okay. Yeah, Max, Max, like like Arsenal, Max couldn't sustain sustain it through the season, could he? Yeah, it was one of those where definitely in recent weeks, numbering probably about 10 or 12, it hasn't been looked at at all. No, I mean, the fact is you had Ivan Tony up front and he's banned in a betting <laughs> scandal. Oh, thanks. Mm. Uh, we still We still beat you, though. And your goalkeeper was injured as well. Uh, yeah, oh um, you beat me. Who else did we beat? Quite a lot of people, but relegate the archers. Peter Fickling ended with 1,351 points at the bottom of the table. Um, How close was the next person up? Like, was there ever a chance he wouldn't be bottom? No. Uh, The next person (laughs) up, 1,351. The next, the 24th place was 1,524. This reminds me of when I was at school. And they did, uh, at the end of year, they did all of the conduct marks. And they were like, you know, um, Kerry Warbis, stand-up Warbis, four conduct marks. And it's like, you know, okay. we're, not again, we're seven conduct marks. Bad show, we're bad show. And then it was fickling, stand-up fickling, 3,722 <laughs> conduct marks. And then the headmaster said, boo him. No. Boo him. <laughs> yeah. The whole school was instructed to boo me. <gasps> Anyway, so my margin of failure was so gargantuan that I, I earned the boo. So you two, you two can feel free. I've also been beaten on stage at school by a different headmaster, but that's a whole. Was this during yeah. your performance of um, that play? No, but I was <laughs> I was pelted. I was pelted on stage another occasion. I was this up there with a kick called so Matthew. much about it. Me, so I'm, honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm basically imagining Peter on a chaise long, and I'm scribbling furiously in my notepad right now. Imagine. Yes. Imagine how confident and arrogant I'd be if I hadn't had those bruising experiences. I'm this f-ing arrogant mm, with them all. After all that, sh- with with all those scarring experiences, I would be out of control. So I say thank you <laughs> to those people. <laughs> Didn't one of a member of your family shove you into the Solon in a pair of knitted trunks once as well? Uh, yes, yes, um, yeah. That was uh, just as puberty hit. My grandmother forced me into the. Um, into the freezing ocean in a pair of knitted um, kind of um, Victorian bathing pantaloon things. Oh, my God, but no one has beat him to the sound of Fleetwood Mac. No, (laughs) no. Well, we we all have our crosses to bear, don't we? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Fetch the the chain. No, mummy, no. (laughs) I did notice the last time I was home, right at the top of my mum's CD stack was Rumours by Fleetwood Mac. I was like, oh, shit. Did you have some sort of internal, like, oh, God, taking you back to your youth moment when you saw that CD? No. I, well, God, mate, it's one of my favourite albums, so I can kind of... I, I know, but in your mother's pain. room, I mean... Are you pervert? <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, it's like having, what's his name, whistle to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeremy Northam can whistle to me any old time. Thank mm. you. Just, uh, <laughs> just want to give a little bit of a shout out to some new patrons we've got. Emily Crow, David Nicholson, and M. Robinson all came on board the Cider Shed Patreon this week. It was really, really nice. Thanks. Massive help, as we've said before. And you can do that by going to www.patreon.com forward slash the Cider Shed. Uh, you can find us on Instagram on at the Cider Shed Pod. And we have a Facebook group where it all got a bit dishwashy this week. And that's called the Cider <laughs> Shed Podcast. I tend, yeah, I mean, I've given them their exact names here, but it seems whenever we're, you two are vague about it, we get more traction. We've actually got 600 members of the Facebook page, so Brilliant. it's been a bit of a slow burner, but it's got there. Um, yeah, Twitter at the Side Shed Pod, come along there. We have no new five-star reviews this week, so please send those through if you can. They really, really help us. Uh, should we mention our email that no one ever gets in touch with us on? Oh, let, go on, let's have a little check, see if there's anything in there. <laughs> I know there isn't. Let's have a little look. We, yeah, we've got lots uh, of stuff on the Facebook this week and quite a few messages on Instagram as well. So I think people are just far more yeah. attuned to sending things via social media. I expect Jeremy Northam's written in. But he's here in the inbox, <laughs> Kerry. Email. Does it say teats? Um, <laughs> yeah. Dear Kerry, <laughs> I would love to smash your back door in. Yours, <laughs> Jeremy Northam. And then a mobile number. Right. Anyway. And what was the email that he wrote to? To send that, Peter? <laughs> um, <laughs> hello at the cidershed.com. Oh, sorry. I was the pause, the pause was me trying to think of some kind of deeply obnoxious, even more offensive joke at Gary's expense, but my brain failed me. I will have to say, Liam, although having a go at me about the dishwasher, did get in touch with that wonderful Democracy Manifest t shirt that oh, he posted yes. to our Facebook. I think he did to our Twitter as well, didn't he? Yeah, great mm. stuff. You need. You both need one of those T-shirts, I reckon. Yeah, yeah I, I do feel. I do feel sorry for anyone who hasn't taken the time to watch um, uh, uh, succulent Chinese meal. Uh, well, um, we can pop that in the description as well, can't we, Matthew? Alongside Delia. Yes, absolutely. It, it, completely sincerely, I found her incredibly. I know we were joking earlier on, but I did find her incredibly inspiring when I was watching the videos of her the other day and researching her. She had quite a sad life as well, so you know. <laughs> It seems to be that, that you know, the, the kind of cliched punishment for being working class, smart um, and ambitious in the UK and a woman, of course, when, is to have a tragic life. When you said deeply, sincerely, I thought you were going to do a really nice little speech about me and Matthew. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to oh. say. Because you're stepping back a little bit. But no, you went oh. on about this bloody keyboard yeah, later. Um, no, I know. No, but no, think... no, no. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a good, it's not a good buy. It's a, you know. I know, and I it mean, just made you know, me laugh. <laughs> dear listener, you can decide whether Peter's stepping back for a little bit because of his schedule, or he delved into the cider shed coffers and put a deposit of seventy five thousand down on an Italian coffee making kit. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am very much the stellar in this situation. Yeah, <laughs> and um, <laughs> you can decide who's Justin and who's um, Brian. Or <laughs> well, well, or who's Adam? Fuck off. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, okay, that, that can finish the the, the pod. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, how am I supposed to be sincere after that? <laughs> uh, no, in all in in all, in all sincerity, I'm not uh, um, disappearing. Uh, and I just I did want to say about the um, Patreon thing that um, it's not about the money, but I think it's about 
the um you know the impact it has on our kind of morale and i won't be claiming any patreon money from now on and the only reason i mention that is because i know that matthew and kerry are going to be putting in a huge amount of effort to keep things going and just you know i you know i i I am slightly burnt out by doing the edit every week for a long time. And that's why I do need a bit of a break. And it's just to sharpen people's minds that, yes, it it is really appreciated. And Matthew and Kerry put in a lot of work. And I can only say that from this perspective now, because I'm not going to be doing it as much as before. (laughs) Will you still listen to The Archers, Peter? No, I, I, yeah, but the weird weird thing is, the weird thing is. He's gone a bit Boris Johnson again. I told I look, look, I told Kerry and Matthew. That's not what told, we're talking about today. I told Kerry and Matthew like about a month ago that I wanted to take a little break, and then people had been busy, and so it was like I served a little sort of like notice period sort of mm. thing, and then and then really actually I was kind of like because how we had a week off last week, actually the pressure of not having to listen to it actually made it a bit more t- sort of easy to kind of want to. Does that sound weird? No. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound weird. Yeah. So I can totally. So, so I am, I am sort of, and actually, there are a few characters because when we were talking a few weeks ago, I was like, you know, because I have been really giving it a kicking recently, the, the Archers, and I do, I do still love the show, but I genuinely mean what I've been saying over the last month. They do need to pull their fucking finger out and make it a bit more good. Yeah, <laughs> they do, because I, I would genuinely. People have said in the past very kindly about the podcast that the podcast is better than the Archers, and I've always thought that is. Uh, sort of funny joke but i'd say over the last month it's actually true i'd say the cider shed is better than the archers <laughs> i'm <laughs> fucked for that know, and that's not me crowing or boasting <laughs> on our behalf so you know let's hope let, but but actually but it's being positive again i am interested in what's gonna happen to stella i do want to know about toby i do know want to want to know about rex um mm. i like the whole freddy thing's interesting I need to know what's happening with Jim. Who couldn't love Tracy and Jazza? There's plenty to still like and, you know, be be tuning for. Great. And you can still listen to me and Matthew. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, um, I, 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 you know I, I'm, I'm waiting to see. Um, you have left the WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. That won't happen with us, Peter. Don't you worry. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, guys, mm. fantastic um, to chat. I will talk to you both soon. And as I said, it's this, uh, you know, the one thing we always promised with the side shed was that we'd be 100% honest. So in that spirit, I will sit, talk to you all soon. And thank you very much. One last teats, Peter. Teats. Did he do one? No. I did teats. <laughs> there you go. It cut out. Your teat. <laughs> You've cut out your own teeth there, Peter. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> ah, good. Hello.